So he'd followed that taut, flexing little gluteus maximus right to the altar. Bethy's charm, other than the tight ass and the convenience, was the gypsy lifestyle she promoted that summer, the sense of a life full of possibilities, the fantasy Bethy. As soon as she had the ring on her finger, she changed back to the real Bethy. Two more years, Regis told himself, two more years and a lot more drugs. Hash brown casserole, Gil ejaculated. Food excited him almost as much as Jenny's chest. Goes right to your hips, Regis said, glancing at his wife's rear end as she bent over to set the hot dish on the table. Gil laughed. Gorman shot him an evil look. Bethy fled back inside. Regis looked at the screen door and considered going in to make sure she was okay. There was no point. What was okay for Bethy? Jenny stubbed out her smoke and tucked the butt into a Ziploc bag she'd taken from the pocket of her shorts. Gil Moraine took the opportunity to inch closer. Regis had read Heckle and Jekyll's personnel files, ciphers, dicks for brains and beer for spiritual sustenance. Both had made a play for Ms. Gorman. Jenny was 33 to their 21 going on 13, Big tits were evidently equalizers on the age issue for these boys. When Jenny blew them off, figuratively, not literally, they'd started a rumor she was gay. Regis smiled into the neck of his bottle. The fools never did catch on. Jenny was gay, queer as a three-dollar bill. She just didn't advertise it. The park service was seriously homophobic. Regis had discovered her sexual preferences when he'd gone into her duplex to check on a maintenance report and noticed a letter. Pornographic didn't do it justice. It would have won a penthouse letter of the week competition. The letter had been signed, Cindy. Jenny started rolling another cigarette. Ooh, roll your own, tough mama, Dennis said. Tougher than you, weenie boy, Gilbert said good-naturedly. Dennis laughed. Regis guessed there was a private joke regarding Weenie Boy. He had no desire to be let in on it. Neither, apparently, did Jenny. She grinned past Gill at Regis, winked, licked the paper, and sealed the tobacco in. The lick was longer than it needed to be and ran lovingly the length of the cigarette. Heckle and Jekyll were entranced. Dennis took the matches from her hand to light the cigarette. After he'd wasted three without getting a flame he could keep alive in the faint breeze off the lake, Jenny took them back. Nice try, Casanova. She lit her cigarette. I'm off the next two days, Gil said, his tone suggesting this news would be catnip to any kitten. Got a couple new videos. How about you bring the popcorn? I thought you'd get enough of this place. I figured you for town on loo days. Smoke trickled out with the words. You call Page, Arizona, a town? Come back to civilization with us and we'll show you a town. Dennis waggled his eyebrows as if he'd said something wildly suggestive. King of the single entendre, Regis said. Jenny laughed. Heckle and Jekyll looked at Regis as if noticing him for the first time. They probably were, hidden as he was behind Jenny's glorious tatas. Hey, Gilbert said, I almost know what that means. I think you've been insulted, Dennis. 
You gonna take that line down? A cue line for the comedy to continue. Tired of the routine, Regis stared coldly at Dennis, finding his eyes in the fading dusk. If Dennis had planned on saying something, he thought better of it. Dennis was a coward. Regis could sniff out cowardice like a truffle hound sniffing out morels. Dennis changed the subject. I hear you drove that old black pigeon back to New York's Great White Way, he said to Jenny. This interested Regis. The old black pigeon was Anna Pigeon, Jenny's housemate and assistant pooper scooper for the water quality program. Anna fascinated him. A woman of dark mystery, he mocked himself. Looks that way, Jenny said, sounding a little sad. By the by, Anna's thirty-five. I asked, I'm 33. If you think that's old...